Hi, I'm Denise Crosby, and you're listening to the Mean Joe Grizzly Podcast. Hey, it's Tom Matthews from Return of the Living Dead and Friday the 13th, Part 6, to name a few. And you're listening to the Bean Joe Grizzly Podcast. Enjoy. Let me introduce myself. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. What up, me Militia? I'm Mean Joe Grizzly, and when I'm not trying to help save a friend that just so happens to be a space raccoon alongside the Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm at the Grizzly Cave, watching movies, reading comics, listening to metal, and of course, crushing beers. And on today's episode, I'm going to be giving y'all my review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, the latest installment of the MCU and possibly the last film in the Guardians of the Galaxy series. The MCU has been very, very hit and miss lately. Phase 4 is arguably the worst phase since the beginning with Iron Man in 2008. Ant-Man and the Wasp was very mixed with the audiences. So with Guardians of the Galaxy 3 being the next installment and a group of characters that most fans love, to say that there are high expectations is an understatement. But before we get started, I want y'all to take a second and follow the show on all social media platforms as well as joining my Mean Militia on the show's official Facebook group by clicking the links down in the episode description. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show on whatever platform y'all listen on. By doing this, y'all support the show and help me continue to talk to y'all about all forms of badassery. So does Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 pull the MCU out of mediocrity? Or does it push it further down? Let's talk about it. This is Grizzly Grade Reviews. So, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 picks up essentially where the Christmas special left off. Rocket, Manus, Drax, and Nebula are all carrying out the daily duties around nowhere, and Peter Quill is spending his days drinking himself into a stupor over losing Gamora. And all of it gets turned upside down when Nowhere is attacked by Adam Warlock. And he manhandles the Guardians, and in the midst of this attack, Rocket is mortally wounded. But when their conventional means don't work, it sends Peter Quill and the Guardians on a journey that not only sends the band of misfits on a desperate quest to save their friend, but also uncovers the dark past of Rocket and places them on a collision course with a depraved high evolutionary. Now, I want to start out by saying that I really like the Guardians of the Galaxy team itself. I think they are great characters and for the most part James Gunn has done a good job of adapting these very, very obscure characters into their live action counterparts. And I do think that the other two films are very enjoyable, especially the first film, but I didn't think they were the best or among the best that the MCU has to offer. 
until I recently rewatched the first two and then seen volume three in theaters. Now, I definitely hold this trilogy in a high regard. Is it on par with the Captain America trilogy? Hell no. But I do place it well above the Thor trilogy, the Ant-Man trilogy, and place it above a lot of the other films in this franchise. I would say it's top half. And this movie is what pushed it to that level for me. So starting off with the cast, they're phenomenal as usual. But this time around, we get some characters more fleshed out. Starting out with a couple of minor characters like Kraglin, played by Sean Gunn. He gets some development in the form of wanting to follow into Yondu's footsteps and control the head fin and the arrow weapon, making him a more effective member of the team. Cosmo, the telepathic cosmonaut dog, gets some time to shine through her interaction with other characters like teasing Kraglin for not being able to use the arrow weapon and her being upset when Kraglin calls her a bad dog. That was pretty funny. Uh, and she got a pretty cool moment in the climax of the movie. But the biggest character development we get is Rocket. This is definitely the focus on the film as well as his past for the last two films as well as his appearances in other mcu films rocket has been very reserved about his past and refuses to talk about it and in this movie you see why i'm not going to lie there are times in the flashback scenes that it's real hard to watch there is some animal cruelty that is not to the extreme but it can be a little much and as an animal lover that stuff was very rough at times but it was tolerable there's tragedy and heartbreak to rocket's past and the way that gun tells the story it feels organic and well thought out i like how james gunn took a character like the high evolutionary who is really kind of a chaotic neutral character that usually does villainous things in order to justify his means or vice versa and he made him this despicable asshole whose pursuit of creating the perfect species has no moral barriers or boundaries it was a very respectable adaptation of this character and it might be the most effective villain since Wanda in Multiverse of Madness. And that's not to knock on Kang or even Thanos. It's just that James Gunn done an excellent job of making the audience just despise this piece of shit. For not only what he did to Rocket, but to what he did to other beings as well. The actor who's name I'm not even going to attempt to butcher was also excellent. I just can't pronounce that, that guy's name and I'm not going to butcher it. Uh, I recognize him and a few others that, that are regular actors in James Gunn's films. As far as the rest of the cast I feel they all have shown growth as characters as well as maintaining all the traits that we love them for absolutely no character assassinations which is a plus because that usually happens around this time in these trilogies in the mcu 
as far as the story goes, I'm going to be getting into some slight spoilers with the details in a little bit, but the way the whole story kicks off is pretty weak. And honestly, it comes out of nowhere. And again, I will be elaborating on that later. But I do like how Gunn was able to balance comedy with the dark. That's something that Marvel has failed at time and time again. But not in this. The story is incredibly dark for an MCU film. And definitely the darkest in the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. Gunn manages to bring us this darker story without undercutting the tone with stupid dad jokes. So bravo James Gunn for not following the Watiti formula when it comes to killing the tone with bad comedy. Speaking of comedy, just like with the other Guardians films, it's solid. Now it's not the greatest comedy of all time, but it will certainly have you laughing. One scene in particular that involves a car is hilarious. And along with the comedy, there are some very, very emotional moments. If you care about these characters, you will get teared up a few times. There shouldn't be a dry eye in the theater at moments. The visual effects are incredible as usual but I think they may be a little better than usual. Maybe better than Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. It's very colorful and very visually beautiful. Particularly the scenes when they are out in space and one scene in particular where they put on these space suits, you see them in the, in the trailers, they got these different color space suits on and they're, they're walking in zero gravity. That scene in particular is just visually beautiful to me. And anytime you see nowhere or anytime they're out in open space, it just looks incredible. All the creatures that are done in CGI look fantastic. All the ships, they look fantastic. Just everything looks great. The They really stepped it up on the animation, at least from what I've seen, they stepped it up on the CGI this time. And of course, the soundtrack. It's great, per usual. Uh, the soundtrack's got some got some bangers on it. They even have Faith No More, We Care A Lot. I love that song. All kinds of good hits on there. Might not be as strong as the other two, but still got some bangers on it nevertheless. And I'm sitting here praising this movie, but even though this movie is great, it has a couple of issues that kept it from getting the highest grade I could give it. One is one that I have continued to harp about, and that's the runtime. Why does every single one of these damn movies have to be over two hours long? <laughs> there, there, are, there's, there are a few opportunities to trim the fat and bring that run time down to two hours or less guys but i'm not gonna sit back and harp on this i've harped on it before now on to the real problem that i had with this movie now this is going to contain some mild spoilers so if you don't want to hear it skip ahead a little bit all right you've been warned i absolutely hated Adam Warlock <laughs> not only 
did they depower him, but they made him an idiot. In other words, they watitied him and they made him a joke character, which is so damn tragic because Adam Warlock is so damn important to the Marvel cosmic landscape. I can understand bringing his power level down and his abilities down to the level of the MCU, but they 100% did not have to make him a complete fool of a character that should have been the next big heavy hitter in the MCU. We can't just keep it at Captain Marvel's the most powerful anymore or Scarlet Witch is the most powerful. We need some more heavy hitters in there. I just, I don't get just making him a buffoon. He he got completely taki watitied And now, I honestly don't care if I ever see that character again. Also, the way he was introduced and used as the catalyst that kicks off the chain of events that drive the movie was just super random. It, it just didn't make any sense. Making the Sovereign a creation of the High Evolutionary, it just didn't fit at all. It's disrespectful to the character, the source material, and honestly, Will Porter too. I'm sure everyone, at least the vast majority of moviegoers, sees that guy as the kid from We're the Millers. Now, he gets a role in a Marvel movie, a complete career changer, guys, and he's given this character that plays such a huge role in Marvel's cosmology, and you turn him into a complete goober. <laughs> Damn it, James Gunn. What were you thinking? It's almost like James Gunn wanted the character to be dead in the water, so he wrote him super shitty. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make sense, guys. I mean, Adam Warlock is legit space Jesus in Marvel. The guy is one of the most powerful beings in the Marvel universe, and his first live action appearance is him being a ignorant asshole that has the IQ of a turnip. It's very, very exhausting as a fan of these characters to watch Disney just mold them into stupid jokes that no one will take seriously. But as you all know, I can rant about that all day. It's just kind of shocking to see someone like James Gunn who has a reputation of making good decisions about adapting these characters, just give this character the Waititi makeover. It just don't make sense. So now he joins the ranks of the worst adaptive comic book characters like Taskmaster, Thor post Ragnarok, Gore the God Butcher, the Mandarin, and Yellowjacket, just to name a few off the top of my head. But those are my gripes, the runtime and how they massacred my boy, Adam Warlock. And that was enough to bring it down an entire score for me, honestly. And I, you can call me petty if you want to, but we love these characters. People that are fans of these characters, we're tired of seeing them getting butchered and turned into jokes. But Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is the best in the trilogy, in my opinion. The cast is great. The comedy and dark story are balanced pretty well. 
it looks great the it felt like it was a good way for James Gunn to exit and pass the torch on to someone else to handle this team uh, it, it just would have been even better if he wouldn't have ruined Adam Warlock on the way out and made it just a little bit shorter so I'm going to be giving Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 a 4 out of 5 and it is grizzly grade guaranteed go see it guys it's pretty damn good And with that, we bring another episode to an end. Thank you all so much for your continued support. Without y'all, the show isn't possible. If you like this episode, please consider subscribing to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to click the links in the description below to follow me on all social media platforms. I want to give a shout out to Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. Uh, he does the music that I use in the background of the episode and for my intros and outro tracks. So check his music out on Spotify, YouTube, Apple, all the major listening platforms. Guy does great work. I want to give a shout out to Denise Crosby. Man, that's one of the nicest ladies I've ever met in my life. It was so freaking cool meeting the actress that played Rachel Creed in Pet Cemetery. One of my all-time favorite horror films. She was so freaking nice. If you ever get a chance to meet her, make sure you meet her. Don't know where we're going to go next, guys. Uh, the rest of May is kind of a lull period when it comes to movies. I'm not saying there's not movies coming out, but June is fucking loaded. <laughs> I have no idea how I am going to cover everything in June. It's going to be crazy. So, going to have to figure out a plan on that one. Before I release this episode, I was going to bring out a grizzly guide explaining the comic origins of... The High Evolutionary and Adam Warlock, but that didn't happen. However, that does not mean I still won't release that episode. That might be coming to y'all. Don't know yet, but keep your eyes out for that. I also have to give story explanations on Flashpoint and on Secret Invasion before they both air. So be on the lookout for those as well. We haven't done an episode of Mean Joe video in a while. So I wouldn't mind trying to squeeze in a retro review. If time permits, then I'll get it in there. If not, we'll do it when we can. Uh, like I was telling you before, make sure you check me out on TikTok and check me out on all social media platforms because I'm going to be bringing you exclusive content right to those platforms, particularly TikTok. I'm, I'm going to start doing little minute reviews and little minute grizzly guides on there if... I can get that going. So just stay tuned for that. But until next time, remember, I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch.